You know what time it is. It's time to get inspired, get focused, and get results. It's time to get inked. Welcome to today's program. We're so excited that you've joined us. Now sit back, relax, and let's learn some good stuff together. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Fiona Pishka. Welcome to today's podcast, Get Inked. As you know, this whole term of getting inked came from my clients. They would always be telling their friends and family about how much they learned and how much they got out of our coaching session. So they would uh, advise their family and friends to go and get inked. So here we are. We are getting inked today in today's podcast, and I have a special guest with me today that I'll introduce here in a little bit. But before we get started, today's podcast is all about how you can get uh, focused on doing your purpose. And in order to do this, one of the things that one of the things I want to teach you, one of the concepts I want you to grasp is that you should let the professionals in whatever area of life that you have to handle, let them help you handle those areas of your life. Let them give you the good advice. Even if you take one or two sessions with a professional in something, get the sessions because what will happen is they will help to correct any wrong information you have in your mind, any um, bad stuff that you've been taught along the way, any generational things that have been passed down that very much could hinder you from going past where your family line has ever gone and this is a great way to also get updated information on the subject matter that it is that you're looking for in your life. Today, my guest is going to be someone from the financial industry. And with what's going on in our society, actually not even our society, our entire world right now, we need as much financial advice as we can get. We need to know precisely what to do with what we already have. This is not the time to do a hit or miss. This is the time that you have to get focused. And of course, one of our things on this podcast is that you get focused. So part of your purpose in life is to finish, not even part, your entire purpose in life is whatever God sent you here to do, you have to get it done. And wouldn't it be awful if you arrive before the throne of God and you say, Father, I'm so thankful that you gave me an assignment to do. I never got to do it because I was too busy trying to figure out how to clean the house, how to, um, you know, how to take care of my finances, how to learn your word all by myself. When God says, I put people that are experts on the earth to help you get these things done so you could do what I wanted you to do. So this is what this is all about today. So let's pray real quick before I introduce um, our guests to you. And this way you can get the most out of the podcast. If you're able to grab a pen and paper, otherwise you can come back later and take some notes. So father, we just thank you today. I thank you Lord for everyone that's listening, that they will have ears to hear and eyes to see what it is that you would like them to know from the information that we will share today. Father, I pray for revelation knowledge, for insight, understanding. And I pray, Father, that you will show us something that we have never seen concerning this subject matter. And let us hear something we have never heard concerning it that comes directly from your throne, that comes directly from you, and that we could have answers for life that cannot be uh, undermined or that cannot fail because love never fails and everything you give to us is packed with love. 
And so, Father, we thank you for this gift of knowledge that you will give us, revelation, information, and insight. In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen and amen. All right. So right now, I'd like to introduce to you my guest. His name is Phil Wilkerson, and he is a financial coach. How awesome is that? And so, Phil, welcome to the program today. Fiona, thank you for having me on. Hey, everybody. It's uh, good to be with you today. I'm so glad that you had the time to do this. And uh, we were discussing before we even got on the call that, um, you know, during this time, this is a perfect time for some financial coaching, wouldn't you say? It really is. You know, we always say it's always a great time for financial coaching, but especially in the day and age in which we're living right now, there's so much uncertainty. And sometimes people can take the mindset of, you know, I've had someone told, tell me in 2008 when we faced the financial crisis, we're just going to hunker down. And because of that mindset, they never really got a strategy. They never broke out of where they were. So that is not what we want to do in times like these. Absolutely right? not. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Phil, and your business. And then we can know that you are qualified to tell us what you're telling us about today. Yes, absolutely, and I uh, appreciate that. So my uh, my wife and I have been married for coming up on 14 years this wow. year in 2020, <laughs> and we have three amazing boys, uh, seven-year-old, five-year-old, and then we have a, a young eight-month-old, and so we get the uh, privilege of raising them and just feel really blessed in that regard. I've been, right after we got married, I got involved in the financial industry and got licensed in um, 2006 and uh, actually it's it's the beginning of 2007 and I just began my journey in in our financial business and um, I worked at it part-time at first and and had the blessing to be able to do that for a couple of years and we put ourselves in a much better financial place over that two or three year period because when I first got started I was learning everything um, about the financial world and and we went from we went from broke in yeah. 2006 to being in a much stronger, much better financial place in uh, 2009. And that's when I transitioned full time and made a career out of what I do now. Right. And, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned in the beginning you had to learn um, what it is you were doing. But it took some focus. And this is definitely what you were created to do is to help people with their finances. And um, But you had to learn it as well. So did you have training from experts as well to, to show you what to do? I, I did. I had plugged into in our company system, which is mm-hmm. a development. Be, it's a mix between leadership yeah. and learning the financial industry. And between those two things, because you really can't have a lot of success if you don't learn your, your self-improvement, your personal right. growth and development and how to work with people and that whole side of it. But at the same time, you got to be rowing the other side of the boat, you know, with right. learning the financial industry and getting licensed in it as well. So. Absolutely. So you're the guy that's on the front cutting edge of finances. And, um, and you know, of course, today we have things happening where I don't think this has ever happened in the history of our lifetime. And most likely the people listening where um, you are not allowed to work, not because of an economic crisis, but simply because of the dangers of physical contact with another human being. I mean, this is remarkable. <laughs> right, right. And that's what makes it feel so uncertain. You know, we'll, we'll maybe touch on investing a little bit throughout our conversation. 
But if you think back, you know, just in recent history, we had the financial crisis of 2008 when the, the mortgage crisis and then led to the financial crisis. We had never experienced anything up to that point before. Right. And so it felt like at that point, man, this is the first time we're ever going to face this. And so the fear mongers that are out there right. telling you this is the end of the world. When 9-11 happened and the planes hit the Twin Towers, that was that had never happened. Right. So it always feels like this is the first time, and really it is. Right. But it doesn't change the fundamentals of how we respond to a crisis or to the situation that we're going through. Right, correct. And this is where knowing the correct information really helps. So yeah. then so then everything that you've worked for in your lifetime, you know, all the things you're building, all the the um the the monuments I guess that people have set up. But even if you were diligently working on your purpose and this happens, if you had some insight, if you had some um, financial knowledge on what to do with the money that you do have or what to stop since you don't have certain monies coming in, then that for, for sure will help along the way, especially in these situations. So what what would you say right off the bat for people who are um, in, a, in a situation right now where they are not working because they can't, because the government asked them not to, and also for people who um, they are working, but they I, I've heard a lot of the people I've spoke with um, they have this problem. Let me make sure I've got Phil still on the line here. By the way, we're doing this uh, podcast where we are talking to each other via phone. So are you still there, Phil? And I think I'm losing him. But what I'll do is we'll get him back on the line here, and we will um, ask him this question. Here's what I'm going to be asking Phil. I'm going to be asking Phil what happens when your overtime work has been um, eliminated and then what happens when you do get back to work again how do you get that all figured out so we're gonna get Phil back on the line here and um, and then we're going to ask him these questions I love these live shows because then we get to see what happens live as we are uh, airing on the air so guys just bear with me I'm getting Phil back on the line this is real life right here and um, and then we will ask him these questions. I'm sure you can hear the phone ringing, and uh, we're doing our we're doing our call again. So hey, Phil, I'm still talking on the podcast here. I've I've informed our our uh, listeners that this is live right here. <laughs> so I we lost. Yep, we lost our contact somehow. But the question I want you to help us uh, figure out is, you know, for the people I, I've found, I've discovered as I've spoken with people here recently. A lot of them, it's not that they lost their job as in they can't go to work. They could still go to work, but the caveat is they're not allowed to do any overtime. And I realized that a lot of people lived their life. Their budget was set up with the overtime money instead of their um you know, their regular, uh, what their regular paycheck would have been. And I think in some ways, do you think we end up getting comfortable spending that money maybe when we started that's not how it started but then once you get the overtime so this goes into um the luxury spending type of thing that we end up using as every day week to week how does that you know well how do you help clients when you've come across that with your coaching that you do yeah that's that's a great point and so a lot of times i have to as professionally as possible mm -hmm. be 
be assertive and kind of grab people verbally by the shirt collar and say, right. look, if we're, if we're living above where we should be, then there is going to come a time where crap hits the fan for a lack right. of better, you know, words yeah. is that we've got to prepare for those times. So I always say, have you had an emergency in the last six months, financially speaking, in your life? And if they say, no, you know, we haven't had any emergencies, I say, well, get ready. You're about to have one. <laughs> because every so often, we just know that life is going to have a little bit of a setback. And this happens to be with what we're dealing with economically. This happens to be a huge setback for a lot of people. And so it's uh, it's a wake-up call to, number one, prioritize. Okay. And say, where are we at with our priorities? Okay, hindsight's twenty twenty. What should we have been doing? And, and if we weren't doing that over the past six months, year, two, three years, to build up our, our financial house, then what do we need to do right now moving forward? And it's really just coming, it comes to priorities. Right. So what would you say are the top priorities? If you don't have your overtime pay, what are the things you should take care of that would keep you firm until this storm passes? And what are the things that you could potentially put off and not have that much of an, uh, you know, of a recourse happen after the fact? Yeah, well, if you're, you know, if you're like myself, you've got a family, you've got to keep a roof over their head, you have to right. keep food on their tables, just, just simply take care of the absolute basics. And if you are still working and, and you need to, let's say you were contributing to your retirement plan, well, maybe throttle back on that. For okay. A or a year or whatever it takes. Um, the, there's uh, government stimulus checks that just came. So one right. of the things I'm, I'm helping people with is if you have a bunch of those, maybe little credit cards that just nibble at you, they right. have a real low balance, but yeah. a real high interest rate. Just right. knock those things off and pay them off if you have some extra money. Yeah, and, and doesn't that emotionally help you too? If you've paid something off and it's no longer like this gnawing, you know, thing biting at you a hundred a hundred percent i always tell people there's two components to working in a financial picture there's the science of the numbers the numbers don't change right, right. but then there's the art of working with money and you're talking about the art right there and right. that is an emotional win of paying some of your debt off that's a huge deal because then you've got the courage and a little bit of wind in your sails to say hey i can't do Right. And, you know, debt really is it's owing someone something and it does have a tangible component to it, doesn't it? It's a, th there's a feeling that comes with it, really, because you feel like the person is always nibbing at you. You owe me this. You owe me. even though you don't you've never met the person of, you know, like, let's say the, the credit card company, you've never met them. But in my experience, speaking with people who have this enormous debt, especially with credit cards, that has been such an emotional stress on their life. And even if they're able to pay something towards it, it really still seems like it's nothing. But when you can just pay it off, that's great. I mean. Absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then when they pay it off, you know, there's nothing wrong with having one credit card. You know, if you want to have one to build your credit, use right. it. But don't let an outstanding balance on it. And if you have a myriad of credit cards, close them. Close the balance. Right. Isn't that going to hurt my credit score? Maybe for a short period of time, but long term, it's going to be much better if you just have access to one credit card and use that one. Right. Now, um, this whole thing of debt, how does somebody get started with uh, figuring out how much debt do I have? How much income, you know, do I have? How do I best, you know, is there, what do you do with your clients? 
Yeah, so we, we have a, and, and if anybody listening to this, we'll give my information at the end if anybody wants to reach out. But we have a, a complimentary financial analysis tool. Okay. And, and in that tool, we are able to identify, you know, we'll probably print your credit report off, and we're able to identify who are the lenders, what's the balances and interest rates and payments that you need to be making. And we'll put a structured debt elimination strategy in place through our software system showing you exactly which one to pay off first right and then how to accelerate that to most effectively eliminate your debt and it's so um i i do this all the time every Mm -hmm. week for people i'll sit down with couples and it's very unnerving when they have a list of debts right and they'll feel very guilty you can just see this stress come over their shoulders and over their body they feel very guilty as they're writing it all out and i say listen all right now the truth is going to set you free right because we've identified it, yes. we are going to come up with a plan to eliminate it. And it's shocking how fast you can get out of debt when you have a plan to do it. Exactly. And I feel like you get out of debt when you're not hiding it anymore. Right. You know, one of the things that um, when I talk to my clients, I help them with is you have to um, you have to be able to uh, be truthful with yourself. And also you have to be able you have to be able to tell someone that who you are what you're here to do and that's the main thing isn't it because if you don't even know what you're supposed to do how are you supposed to help somebody and try to figure out um you know if somebody stop you here's how here's a test i give people to do if someone were to stop you and you're hearing all the sounds of my house right now by the way everybody if someone were to stop you on the road and say in three sentences can you tell me why you're on this earth could you tell it to them? That's really the test of every single person on this earth. Could you tell me if I stopped you on the road and say, you came to this earth, God created you and brought you here. Now, what is it that he brought you here to help this earth, to help us with, to help mankind, to help his kingdom? What is that thing that you are the best at doing? And I feel like if you can hone in on that thing that you're really good at, then you don't feel so guilty when you ask for help with areas that's not your expertise. But you know, but people could feel confident going to someone that this is their expertise. So we're talking about finances. And Phil, right now, you know, somebody didn't have much time to listen further on, how do they contact you? And another question is, you know, our podcast listeners are not just in your local area, but could they still contact you? And do you have maybe people that you know nationwide that could also do what you do with them and help them in that regard. So I'll let you give your information um, now. Yep, absolutely. Great question. So the best way to reach me would be to send me an email. And it's my name. It's Phil Wilkerson at iCloud.com. That's P-H-I-L-W-I-L-K-E-R-S-O-N at iCloud is in I-C-L-O-U-D.com. And... To answer the second part of that question is, yes, depends where they're at. I I have friends and acquaintances all over nationwide. I'm also licensed in, I think, three or four or five different states, depending where my referrals and introductions lead. I've gotten licensed in many different states. Um, I've had some wonderful appointments in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. There you go. I love it out there. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do what we need to do, but I can certainly point them in the right direction. I just sent a client from North Carolina to someone that I know in North Carolina this week. So we have contacts all over the place. 
Hey folks, I hope you're enjoying today's podcast. Fiona here. I wanted to share with you something that's very close to my heart, and it's about my kids that are in Guyana and some other kids around the world that our orphanage organization supports. Bless the Children Home Orphanage. We provide food, shelter, clothing, and much, much more. A future for kids that don't have anywhere else to go. We take care of them. We help them past graduating high school into a Bible school, into college, wherever it is that they need to go, we help them do these things. And so I would love for you to participate with us in this. If you want to find out more, just go to blessthechildrenhome.org and you'll find all of our information there. Thank you so much for thinking about our kids. They would love to meet you someday. Maybe you can even plan a trip to go to Guyana in South America and visit with them. Now back to our program. Absolutely. So tell me some of the results that you've seen when you sit down with a client and you go through their finances. You've gotten past the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. By the way, folks, that whole line, the guilt, shame, condemnation combination, (laughs) I'd say that a few times, comes directly from the enemy of your life. The enemy wants you to be so bogged down and layered. It's, It's almost like layers and layers and layers of, you know, guilt is a layer, shame is a layer, condemnation is a layer, and the enemy wants you to spend your whole life solving that problem. So you never really get to what you're here to do. So imagine if one meeting with you, Phil, somebody just coaches with you financially, if that's their issue, if that's a situation in their life that's really out of control or unknown, they coach with you and then just that moment, just exposing their debts, and, and bringing to surface their um, their income and what they actually have coming in. And it's pretty much accountability, isn't it? I right. mean, what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you brought up the, the, the spiritual impact that this can have. Listen, can you imagine living your life if you were completely financially free? Which, right. by the way, the definition of financial freedom is this. It's when your passive income exceeds your monthly expenses, okay? So okay. you have more money coming in passively each month than what your living expenses are. This means that you've got complete freedom of time. You can still go to that job if that's where you're called to do, but now if it's God calls you somewhere else, now you've got complete freedom to go wherever he, he asks you to go. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so absolutely, one of the things that I, the reason it's so hard, this whole money thing, the reason it's so hard is because of what you said is that if Satan can bind you up with debt, if he right. can keep you in the dark with understanding a proper relationship with money, boy, does he have a big a big shoe in the door in our lives, right? Right. That is why it's so difficult. That's why when we when we think about putting a strategy and a plan together, we mm-hmm. just have this feeling of apathy come over us. Right. Or is, procrastination probably comes in a lot too, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are just little tactics that Satan says, you know, hey, you can deal with that later or whatever. Yeah. But, and I, I firmly believe that. So what I've seen when people get a strategy and a plan is we bring, we bring the tools and we bring the resources. Right. And it's always nice to have, I always sit with couples and I say, listen, I'm not married to either one of you guys. <laughs> so there's, there's no emotion tied to me helping you with a financial strategy. And when we get that strategy put together, they bring the desire 
Right. And I bring the tools. Okay. That's a great way to do it. The person you're helping brings the desire and you bring the tools. That's right. Yes. So Because I can't want it for them worse than they want it for themselves. You know, and I'm thinking about this, how many people have, have the desire to be debt free. There's a desire there, but then what, what, how does it get to the will part? Now, you know, I don't, I believe, see, here's the difference. God's kingdom works by our will, our willfully asking, seeking, so we can find. The enemy's kingdom works by foothold, meaning he just needs one foothold and he shoves his way in. So I think sometimes we get the two sides mixed up and people think because they've been dealing with the enemy so long. And he's been pushing his way into their lives and, right. you know, dumping on them, just giving one foothold. You had one thing that you say or one mistake you made, and now he just comes in there like a flood and takes over. And people, I think, expect God to do the same thing because you've heard the term, well, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. But that's not really how his kingdom works. His kingdom works by choice. The whole point of salvation is a choice. You can't make somebody receive Jesus. They have to choose to do that. And I, it's the same way with our personal responsibility for our life, isn't it? I mean, somebody can't make us take personal responsibility. We have to decide that that's what we want to do. Absolutely. That's that's the whole framework of how God set this relationship up with us. He says, as you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. So he's asking us to take that first step. Man, he's, he's waiting. He cannot wait to right. help us get a game plan together. But he needs us to bring that desire and you know, there's so many things that can hold people back. But um, I think one of the things that people, when they do, we do this complementary analysis mm -hmm. and when they see the game plan, they see the strategy and they see a literal saying, if we follow this game plan, we are going to be debt free on this date. And they see their debt freedom date. Right. It brings them a lot of clarity mm -hmm. on where they're going. Proverbs 13, 12 says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yes. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And so when they see that they can be debt free, that, that hope that was deferred mm -hmm. making their heart sick financially, right. it gets, it removes that. Right. And that's such a burden removing thing too, when you have a plan. Right. Um, and even if you're not a person that likes a list or likes a plan, I'm sure just knowing that something exists to get you somewhere that where you've been longing to go, but you didn't know how to get there is, is just amazing in itself. So what percentage of this, I'm throwing this one at you here. Um, what percentage of people that you've helped over the years, how many years you've been doing this, would you say um, have had success in the plan that they developed? So I would say, Unfortunately, not as many as what I would like to, yeah. to say, but, but it's just like anything else in life. Uh -huh. We all join a gym. Or right. Start yeah. Right? <laughs> Our financial strategy is no different, but when we're going to come up with a, we're going to come up with a plan mm -hmm. and six months later, something's going to shift in life that that plan adjusts. Right. right. So again, there comes the science and the art to it where we want to, we want to put a strategy in place moving forward, but we've got to revisit this. And that's why it takes such a tremendous amount of focus because right. things do change and things do adjust. Right. And, uh, but I think that people maybe want to see this as a side game of their life, but it really is an important part because it's a funding of your purpose. Right. So let's say you're in a job right now that you know, this is not what you're on the earth to do. Like you just know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is not the thing I'm here to do. 
Uh, but you, but the reason you're doing it is because it's bringing income. It, it uh, you know, it, you're using the skills you know how to use, or it might have been the job you could find at the time. But either way, it is uh, helping you. Uh, you know, knowing how to handle your finances will help so much in helping you get closer to your goal, as you mentioned about having the time to do what you really want to do, which would be to fulfill your purpose, hopefully, um, in what God called you to do. And so the thing is that even education, even getting more educational skill to develop yourself in the thing you're called to do is is what this financial, having this financial knowledge will help you do. I mean, wouldn't you say that, that that's also part of the plan? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Because if somebody know if they're working, a, 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 we'll call it a dead end job. It's mm-hmm. not where they're called to be. Right. You know, this, it's not breathing life into them when they think about going to work. Right. You know, they, it's sucking the life out of them. If that's how, if that, if that's the feeling they're getting, then having a financial strategy is the beginning. Is one of the pieces of the beginning to start moving in the direction where God has called them to be. Because if they're not on financial uh, stable ground, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to make any adjustments or changes. They have to keep living that paycheck to paycheck, week to week lifestyle. Right. And then, you know, by by the time you know it, they've been in their job 40 years and they there's now they're going to take the vacation or like now they'll get to finally do what they want to do after they retire. And right. to me, that is just a waste of your lifetime. It's not just a waste of your life, but the time that you were given, you know. Now, uh, we talk about, we have here about budgets. Tell me your view on budgets and what what your advice on that is. Yeah, so a a budget can sound super restrictive. Mm -hmm. That's how I think of a budget when I think about it. (laughs) Yes, it can can just be so, uh, such a a negative connotation to that word budget. So I like to think of it as a spending plan because the money is okay. It's going to go out. Let's make sure we tell the money what to do because if we don't, we're always going to feel like we are controlled by money. Right. So have a spending plan. I like that. And then the biggest thing, my wife and I have not been the best budgeters. Right. We have created some wealth over a a Mm -hmm. 13, 14 year period. And the reason that is, is one of the biggest things, if you replace the word budget with a spending plan and you think, all right, well, what am I going to do? Buy into the concept of paying yourself First. Paying yourself first. Okay, what does that look like? Yeah, so what do I mean by that? So, you know, we, we pay our mortgage or our rent each month because mm-hmm. we want to make sure we, uh, right. you know, we we stay in our home. We pay the electric bill. We mm-hmm. keep food on the table. We typically go out to eat a couple of times. Um, you know, we, we spend money on the kids, and we have this list of things that mentally is a priority for us. And at the end of each month, we say, man, I just didn't have any money left over to save. I just mm. didn't have any left over to invest. Right. Here's what I want to encourage you to do is flip that list upside down. Okay. Priority wise is say, I'm going to first come up with a strategy to save and invest. And when I talk about this, there's three fundamental buckets. Okay. Three buckets for investing. Yes, if we want to get out of the debt cycle of life mm-hmm. and move into a cash cycle, we, there's three fundamental savings and investment buckets. Number one is an emergency fund. Emergency fund, uh-huh. And we'll call that three months of your living expenses. At a minimum, that's the that's the first goal. Three months of your living expenses. If you if you require two thousand dollars a month to live, mm-hmm. you know you want to you want to save up six thousand dollars in that emergency fund. Okay. Just put it somewhere super safe and you have access to the money all the time. 
Bucket number two is a midterm in, in, in savings and investment strategy where you're going to plan to let this money invested for three to five years or beyond, but you have access to it. You don't put it in a retirement account because that is, you know, you don't want to have a penalty to pull it back out right. use it for maybe a vehicle purchase or a vacation or a down payment for your home. So would that be like a CD or some, well, what are some of the categories in that bucket? No. So that's a good question. So think about CDs right now. Mm-hmm. CDs. Probably 0%. <laughs> yep. Next to nothing. Yeah. Our cost of living is going up more each year. Right. Than what they're paying us an interest in a CD and savings account. So if somebody wants to know the specifics, we use mutual funds to mm-hmm. invest. I can't make any specific recommendations on. Right. On right. Funds. Right. I don't know anybody's situation. But there are, there are things available to invest in, like an yes. investment that's three to five years. I got it. See, I always thought investments were longer term. I didn't realize there was such a short term impact as well. Exactly. And that's why that's why bucket number two is so critical because we can put money in places to to grow it and invest it, but it doesn't have to be locked in for a retirement account, which is bucket number three. Right. Okay. Bucket number three is we're gonna we're gonna grow this money as much as your risk tolerance will allow Mm -hmm. us to and (laughs) have a long period of time to grow it. So what do you consider a long period of time? say 10 years okay 10 plus years 10 years or beyond right and uh so i i know these things that you're saying but again remember we talked about you don't have to be an expert let the experts do their thing so we let the experts do their thing that's right in our financial stuff but there is a part that we play the person plays responsibly there's a part we play so how do you get someone to pay themselves first um, I, I kind of know the answer to this, but I want you to share it with your professional opinion. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we, uh, when we set up, you know, we do the analysis, we figure mm-hmm. out, all right, how much money is left over per month that we could commit towards a financial investment strategy. Right. And then we literally just have people pick a day of the month. We draft the checking account and it goes into their investments on a systematic, consistent basis each and every month. And it's unbelievable how much money you can save by doing that. Yes. Over a one-year, three-year, five, ten-year period. Right, because it's automatically coming out. You're not, you already have it as not part of your income in a way. Like that's not money you have. It's automatically going out. And so your lifestyle could kind of more arrange around it so that, you know, you're not, you know, I think part of this too, Phil, is if you can automate a lot of these decisions, it takes away the emotional turmoil of every month making a decision to choose to do this because there could be so many you know in business i'm my my um training is in business and and when you study total quality management which is tqm thing the big deal these days you know as many um low defects as we can possibly produce that's the whole concept but the more opportunities a piece of you know product is touched that's how many times you're increasing your um, exposure to a defect. So you want to make sure the process isn't touched by so many steps that by the time, my gosh, by the time it's finished, you have 25 options of getting it wrong, you know? So I feel like that's the same way with your finances. If you come up with a plan and automate a lot of it, then you don't have to touch it again. Uh, until you revise it at a certain time, you know, if you pick a year, every two years or whatever you want to do. And then that way, that's when you touch it again. And then you could re it's for review, not for, you know, like, Oh, I could spend all the money now. I used to say. <laughs> but, right. 
Yeah, and and it's a lot of times people feel that they don't have enough money to get started. I right. need a lot of money to do this. You really don't. You know, yeah. we can we can start investments for fifty bucks a month. Fifty bucks a month. Wow. And yeah. I have, I have tons of clients that do that because it's yeah. just starting the habit. And right. Then I also have clients that do very well and they're investing thousands of dollars every month automatically. Right. So it doesn't matter where you're at. There's a priority adjustment. Listen. If you're if you're not investing or saving right now, and and your landlord called and said, "Hey, the rent's going up a hundred bucks a month," right? You would pay it, right? Yeah. You'd figure out a way. You'd figure out a way to pay a hundred bucks a month extra. Yeah. You need to be your own landlord. Yeah. And, and tell yourself your life rent just went up, and you're right. going to start saving. It. That's, That's a good way to put it. Your life rent just went up, and this you're going to start putting that money. That's a good way to do it. And you know, I think sometimes even to get started, maybe people have stuff in their homes they could just sell. Like yeah. stuff that's just in the garage. I mean, I got a, I got stuff I'm sure I could sell too if I ever wanted to, to get some yeah. extra cash. But I'm sure we always have a way that we could get that start, you know. And once you get it started, the momentum um, to keep it going is just if you automate that momentum, it will just make right. it so much easier. And that emotional stress of making that decision is not there. You've eliminated it. So I think that that that's awesome. So the three buckets. So here's the advice, folks. You know, you want to get started. You want to do three buckets. First bucket is your emergency fund, about three months worth of your monthly expenses. Second budget is a midterm kind of short term investments, three to five years. And the third budget is, of course, your retirement plan, 10 plus years of an investment um, strategy that has uh, investments that allow you a little bit more risks. And that would help right away to secure your future. Your, it's a, your present, your in case there's an emergency in the future, and you know, and then of course for your um, after you're finished working or whenever. But the thing, but in today's uh, call, you know, we have people not working. We have people concerned about things. Um, what advice would you give them otherwise? Is, is this a good time to start a financial strategy, so to speak? Is this a good right. time? Yeah, there's never been a better time because it's more important than ever for you to take control. And right. I think if, if you were if you're waiting for the government to bail you out, you know, I understand that's gonna be helpful. Right. But that one time infusion of cash is not going to fix where your future is 10, 20, 15, you know, right. years down the road. And so I always I, I have learned through listening to CDs and, and things over the years is that um Poor people, the way that they think, like you know, I've been to third world countries and I've mm -hmm. observed this. It's a it's a way of life. Poor poor. It's just the way that they think about what their value is. Right. And it's the way that they live. We in America, we've got this middle class, middle income way of thinking mm -hmm. where we we kind of plan for the next holiday, the next family get together. Mm -hmm. You know, we we don't plan too far ahead, but we are thinking ahead. Right. But what I have found is that world-class people mm -hmm. who have built wealth in a godly way right. are thinking, how have, these decisions that I'm making today, how is this decision going to impact me 20 years, 30 years down right. the road? And that's really where you're at right now. Listen, this, this COVID thing, this is going to come to an end. It will pass one day. Right. In a year or two years when we're looking back on our life and our history, what are the things we're going to wish that we did do right, right. Now? What are the things we're going to wish that we didn't do mm -hmm. right now? And I think that's a great way to look at it. It's a great time to put a strategy in place. Right. And, you know, even during this time, you're still able to help people because you could do it FaceTime. You could do, you know, right. the um, 
the technology way like we're doing right now. And, uh, and, and I think all the excuses, I think we've removed a lot of excuses on, on handling our finances today. I would, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking here to see if I, you did have some books that you'd like to recommend if you want to say what some of those are and like give your perspective on it, like maybe one or two of them. Absolutely. Let me uh, go back to my notes here. So the one, the one uh, book that I've read is by a local, a local pastor that I know, and it's called A Practical Path to a Prosperous Life. And that is written by Brian Souter. Um, I've always had, you know, over the years, observing and sitting with thousands of people over time, mm-hmm. you get perspective of the decisions people make, right. how they think, and how that impacts their financial future. And this book articulated better than any book that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. This book articulated the relationship that you have with money and how it relates to your spiritual walk with Christ. Wow, that's good. So this book, it's just amazing because, uh, but it's not the prosperity thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just. Very so what's well it called again? It's called A Practical Path to a Prosperous Life. A Practical Path to a Prosperous Life. That's awesome. Yeah, now, um, yeah, by what's his name? Brian Sauter. Brian Sauter wrote that. Yep. Now, is it available on Amazon? It is, yeah. Okay, so it's available on Amazon, so you can pick that up there. And yeah. um, and I see that you have a bonus book here. Yeah, so one thing before the bonus book, so I have a How Money Works booklet. I'm happy to email that out to anybody. It's just a really good educational piece of how money works. Right. If you want that PDF, I'm happy to email it. To and I think it's got diagrams in there and stuff too, right? Like it shows it you pictorially. So it depends how you learn, but it's got like a way for everybody to pick up on it. So it's called How Money Works, and if you would email Phil, he can send that to you um, for free in the PDF version, and then you could have it. I mean, this is a good tool, too, to share with teenagers and stuff, wouldn't you say, Phil? Um, it's great. Yeah. I actually have one that's How Money Works for Kids, so if you, okay. if you have teenagers or you know someone that's almost a teenager, there are certainly some things you can pick up and learn from that as well. And right. It's a great, great yeah. thing to teach so, them. I'll give you your email again. It's Phil, P-H-I-L, Wilkerson, W-I-L-K-E-R-S-O-N, at iCloud.com. And if you email him, um, just let him know that you listen to the podcast, Get Inked, and um, or just say my name, Fiona. He'll know who I am. And then um, and he'll send you this, this for free. So uh, your bonus book? My bonus book is the book that... Uh, changed my life as far as the trajectory of it. Yeah. Um, Success is not an accident. Mm-hmm. The name of the book, and it's by Tommy Newberry, and it's from a it's from a biblical Christian perspective. Tommy's a believer; he's a Christian. Uh, I heard him speak live, and I bought his book, and I bought a thirteen CD set. Wow. And I listened to that for years, mm-hmm. and the way that it adjusted my thinking to think more properly about who I am as a child of God right? and what God wants me to do with my calling mm-hmm. and what is that calling and how do I flesh all of that out. That mm-hmm. book changed my life and put me on to uh, where we're at today. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, you and your wife would be considered a fairly young couple, even though you've been married for a few years because you got married pretty young. Yeah, and we, got you, when we were 20, so we're 34 right yeah, now. Yeah, and uh, you have three kids, you have a house, you have a business. Every, you know, you have to be pretty disciplined to make it work because this is it. And it is. uh and it's been working, you know. Yeah. 
it's been working and um your your wife stays at home with the boys and but she does her side gig too <laughs> she does she's, uh, she's got a great little etsy business and yeah she's uh she has yeah, been a blessing and that's all that's all god stuff man yeah. we, we just feel like we're we're doing the best job we can do to steward the gifts god has given us and mm-hmm. by no means have we arrived but we're blessed that's yeah the, there's no Right. And, you know, I think as a Christian, our life, I I just want to address this because I feel like sometimes people think like their destiny is and their purpose is going to be a one day event. Like, you know, everything they're doing is to lead up to this. And I try to explain to people every day of your life, your purpose should be lived. It's not an event. It's not something you're trying to attain. It's something that you are. And as soon as the right buttons are pressed, you produce, but you still are that thing. Like, for example, a copy machine, you know, no matter how big, how large, how humongous or how little it is, the purpose of a, of a copier machine is to make copies. Like, you can't make coffee, no matter how much you train this machine to make coffee. If it was not designed to make coffee, you will be disappointed every morning when you wake up trying to get coffee from a copier. But if you take a piece, if you take something that's that's on a piece of paper or something else and you put that on that on that screen and you press copy, man, that's when you see the genius of the machine. That's right. And it's the same thing with us. We can't try to be something else, even though nobody's walked up to us and say, hey, I got something I need to copy. And you're the copier. You're like, oh, this is my day. But you have to continue being who you are every single day. So you're ready. The Bible tells us to be ready in season and out of season. And, you know, I think one of the things that holds us back from get, being ready is really finances. A lot of people, this is their big hang-up. It's usually finances or sickness. They're either too, not well enough, not healthy enough to do what it is that they're supposed to do, or they don't have the money to do it. And, right. you know, sometimes they can go hand in hand. But either way, the enemy just get, needs to give one reason why you can't do your purpose. And that's it. He don't right. care. He doesn't want to bombard you with too much because he's too busy doing, you know, he doesn't have as much reinforcements as God, as God does. So, and I always tell people the devil is not omnipresent. Mm. He can't be everywhere at one time. Like as much as you think he is, he's not. <laughs> They're just, but what he does is he will set in place in a generation, in a family line, habits and behaviors that are taught. So they just keep perpetuating it. And I feel like today, what I want people to get out of this in their purpose walk is this. This is an opportunity for you to interrupt what you know or what you think you know about finances and really get a professional opinion on the matter. And even if you think you're doing well, maybe you could do better. Maybe right. you could really have somebody look, if, if you're doing well on your own, I would advise, and you're not a financial, like you didn't study it or anything else, I really would advise you get a second opinion and make sure that you're doing efficiently and maximally with everything that you could do so that you can really get the most out of everything that you already have. That's a great point. Those are the people I actually enjoy working with the most is the right. people who are already moving in a significant direction. Right. You know, because they're already doing a great job, but we're just accelerating that process with a few fine-tuned adjustments. Exactly. We love working with everybody, but that is a, that is a fun scenario to play out. Right. You know, like a coach, the whole point of coaching 
is you're you're not this you you see the expertise in each player so to speak you know like the coaches of these football games these big um professional teams and stuff baseball football you know it's amazing because if you look at the coach and he expects a lot out of these guys right but when you look at the coach you're thinking to yourself if he ever tried to do one of those moves it would never happen right you know what i'm saying but but i'm telling you if that player didn't have the coach they wouldn't be as good as they are either. So we need each other. We absolutely need each other because we could see what the strength of someone is and get them to focus on that and really, you know what I'm saying, and know how to bring the team players around them to help assist in the game of life, so to speak. So I really think that um, that we helped people a lot today. I know that we uh, you had all, you also talked about the tithe. If you're a Christian and you don't tithe, I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm a pastor's wife, so I don't want to say much about it because people always think you're trying to get their money. But, I mean, how significant, what is the difference you've seen in people who tithe and those who don't when you do this? Well, it's, uh, I, it's a great statement that I heard. It's, it's, uh, it's this. It's, um, if the only thing that a, that a man gains by his wealth is the fear of losing it, what mm. has he really gained? Mm. And so whether you don't have much money or whether you have a lot of money, when you unlock this relationship with giving, right? Um, it is unbelievable because you will unlock a piece of happiness in your life and joy that comes out of your life from giving right? that you never knew existed. It is far, far better to give than it is to receive. to receive. We know that. Yes. And that it, it, it's, you will unlock the blessing of the Lord. I think I had uh, Malachi 3.10. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse mm -hmm. that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And this is the only area, and you can correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, this is the only area where God says, test, test me. me. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. Yeah. So that is, you know, there's there's verses. You gotta you gotta really study this. If you want to study money mm -hmm. and giving, study Proverbs. There's so much in yes. there about business and money and resources. God says in Proverbs to decide up front what you're going to give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you read that book that I recommended, he's gonna talk about the difference between first fruits and tithes. Right. Huge. You know, so uh, study it. This mm -hmm. is this is so much fun because when you when you give money away, money loses its control over you. Yes, that's the key to know if what's controlling you yep. is whether you can make the decisions about these things that are part of your own life. Right. And if you can make a decision that this is what I'm doing, and it's really an obedience decision, the tithing, and yes. it's it's tithes and offerings. So the tithing is an obedience to the set amount that God said. The yep. offerings is an expression of your um, your generosity. That's really right. what it comes down to. So you put the two together and you are now obedient completely. Some people just tithe. That's all they do. But they don't do the part that is their part to choose. Right. The offering part. And he right. said tithes and offerings. You know what I'm saying? It's a double thing there. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying today's program. Now, if you want to find out more about what it is I do, some of the books I've written, and a whole lot more, why don't you hop on over to our website, Fiona Inc. 
dot com. That's F-I-O-N-A-I-N-C dot com. And check out all of our resources there. Of course, you could always go to Amazon and type my name in, Fiona Pishka, and you'll find all the books that I've written that could help you every single day. Yes. Because he owns the, the cattle on a thousand hills mm-hmm. already. He doesn't need any more resources. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need any of our money. But when he wants to make sure he's got is our heart. And there's right. so much there's so much depth to tithing and giving and offerings like right. you're talking about. So that if folks, you know, they want to dive in and build a good relationship with money, study that part of it. Right, right. That's key. And you know, sometimes people shy away from those messages because they, they feel like people are um are telling them what to do with their money but just like we have to tell people hey if you are not if you don't receive jesus as your savior then you know he's the door to heaven if we're telling people you're not going to be able to go to heaven unless jesus is the door you've chosen it's the same thing with the tithe it's not that the tithe is going you know not paying the tithe is going to keep you out of heaven but the point is the money thing on this earth and we're only here for a short time I mean, really, it's not eternity. <laughs> it's right. for a period of time here. If we can't be obedient to that instruction, many times that in itself holds us back from getting assignments from God that has to do with our purpose. 100%. Yeah, because why would he trust us with these things that, you know, that involve other people's lives when we won't even um, take care of what, you know, is our life that, that brings life to us? You know, exactly. these things are all connected, they but are. yeah. But the thing about it is if you're listening to us today, we know that you already, if you listen this, this far, <laughs> you are looking for answers. You're brilliant and you make wise decisions because you are listening to this information that we're sharing with you. And we want you to succeed. We want you to be the best version of yourself. Like the, the 10.0 that God could have put on this earth. You're it. And there's so much in us that's already that seeds that God's put in us that we probably will never even get to. And and the things that we've done in our lifetime already are probably so profound. But imagine how much more there is, um, you know, that God wants us to do. You know, one of the things that um, with Phil, the reason that that I have a relationship with Phil is he is part, you know, his financial um, advice has been part of our family and even my parents who passed away two years ago and Phil um, helped us, you know, with their um, finances and the things that they had invested and we had introduced them to Phil and they had some things gotten in order and thank God they did because then we had um, the resources we needed to take care of the things that needed to be taken care of in their lives as they passed away. But um, my siblings and I were speaking the other day about this and we were saying how much my parents did with what they knew and what they had. They had no... Uh, formal training and a lot of things they my dad they built buildings they built churches they and then the final thing they did was built an orphanage and right now we take care of that we take care of the orphanage we're still carrying it on i act as the president of it my siblings were all involved in it and we were just thinking the other day like wow look at what my parents did with what little they had but they were huge givers and i've i've even discovered more like as my father passed away the mail that keeps coming to him now because he had um his mail coming to my home for a while um he's he was giving to other orphanages out of his own finances which i never even knew and it's just amazing and i realize now why they were so blessed everything they touched prospered 
you know, everything they touched prospered and people, um, God just multiplied it and blessed it. There are ministers today that are all over the world preaching that got saved under my dad's ministry. And he taught them in Bible school. He married them, all this stuff. He dedicated their kids to the Lord. And this is, these are lives of legacies that, um, and yet they had no, my dad had an associate's degree from Bible school and my mom never graduated high school. And her entire life, my mom never drove. She never had a driver's license. She never knew, she couldn't even operate a car. She never sat behind the wheel, I don't think ever. And the amount of things they got accomplished is just astounding. But the one thing they did, they never did not give. And they never did not tithe. And they would always ask God, pray and ask God what they should do next, even in, in the things that they needed to do. So, so, you know, these are some of the things that I want to encourage you, like in God's kingdom, generosity is a huge indicator of our heart, of the position of our heart. And our orphanage, that people that support our orphanage, some of them, they, they're, you know, they're not huge. They don't have huge um, professions. They, we have retired people to help us every month. Some of the biggest givers we have are retired people that have no job. They have a fixed income. And a big part of their income comes to the orphanage. And we are so blessed to be able to um, serve these kids because of people's generosity. So God does expect us to participate in his kingdom on the earth in what he's doing and what he's getting accomplished. And if we can't fix our money issues and we're just living, you know, we're just living in abandon, you know, we're just spending all this and we're not even thinking about the future. There's no savings, nothing's happening there. Um, we're kind of doing a disservice to the kingdom of God too, I believe, in our part and our responsibility in the kingdom. Right. And then ultimately our fulfillment of the purpose that God put us here to accomplish. So, you know, I really think this is important information for you guys today. And Phil, thank you so much for being part of this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure to get to work with you on this stuff. I know that you and your life and your business and ministry is just all tied together, but has such a huge impact and has an impact on on our little corner of the world over here and the team and, and agents that we lead and just the stuff that Fiona has been able to do for my wife and I and my family over the years has been such a huge impact. So you, you, uh, I appreciate all that you've done for us as well. Thank you so much, Phil. So guys, if you want to find out more about Phil's, um, financial coaching, which he does give to your free consultation available to everyone that, you know, need to take a look at this, it's Phil Wilkerson. P-H-I-L-W-I-L-K-E-R-S-O-N at iCloud.com. And as always, you can always get all of our info, everything that we do here at Fiona Inc. on our website, FionaInc.com. That's F-I-O-N-A-I-N-C.com. Have an awesome day, guys, and we'll see you again soon.